welcome everybody to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello, good day. I welcome you to today's episode of Heart Matters with Michael. Thank God it's Friday and it's another exciting time on your favorite program, Heart Matters with Michael. Your unique podcast with quality talk and amazing music. A podcast where we dissect all of the issues concerning relationships and marriages, where we talk point blank about matters that concerns the heart. You are sure to pick actionable tidbits where you listen to Heart Matters. Let me use this medium to appreciate Apostle Kenneth Igwe, the admin of Wedding Bell page on Facebook, for the approval I get on every of my posts. Thank you and God bless. Special thanks to Mr. Lekan Alabi for always motivating and supporting me during this program, this podcast. You are appreciated, brother. Special thanks to all my followers on Relationship and Marriages pages on Facebook. Thank you all and God bless. Today is the seventh day in the month of July, the year 2022, and this is the 29th episode of season three of Heart Matters. And today we'll be discussing a new topic: coping with unaccommodating in-laws. Coping with unaccommodating in-laws. Sometimes I hear some ladies say they would rather marry a man without a mother or a, a man who is ready to totally separate from his parents. They wish their mother-in-laws are dead. This is because of experiences they see or hear of some accommodating mother-in-law and sister-in-laws. I overheard a man telling a lady that be careful what you wish for because someday you will be a mother-in-law or a sister-in-law to someone else. A lady somewhere too will pray and wish you dead. Hmm. It's a case of what goes around comes around. A friend came to me one day and told me of her ordeal with her sister-in-laws. She went for a wedding ceremony in her husband's village and when it was time for a family picture, she was asked to step aside. Could you please step, as, step out of the picture, please? We just want a photo of our family. This is how my friend's recent holiday visit to her in-laws went. Her in-laws awkwardly requested that she step out of the family photo they were preparing to take. They just wanted a picture of their family. My friend, feeling hot and confused by all of their behavior, watched as her husband of 10 years' marriage, nestled between his sisters and brother, get giggling like he was a baby boy. She thought she was part of her husband's family when they married some years ago. Now she felt his family had drawn a line in the sand. Even worse, it seems that her husband didn't think this exclusive family photo was a big deal. My new family, she thought. Most of us hope that when we marry, our partners will be, I mean, embraced by their family, accepted fully and integrated into it. Clearly, this is not always the case. Some families' conscious intent or not seem to steadfastly stake boundaries between the family of origin and the new partner. They are unable or unwilling to view the new member as one of their own. 
Operation with the integration of the old and new families can cause significant conflict, tension, or just complete avoidance behavior. Let us discuss some reasons that block the peaceful blending of families, or reasons why it is difficult for some families to accept new members into their midst. The first one is regression. Regression, it means taking back. Now, many of us regress when we spend time with our family of origin. Our childhood role is so familiar that we fall back into it like some, I mean, subsequent nature. Our family of origin may also unconsciously enable our childhood behavior. An attempt in resisting this aggression to your 15 years old self could engender more negative behavior by the family of origin, such as childlike, I mean, childlike taunting. You used to be fun. You used to be so fun. Avoiding behavior or outright conflict, tension between you or your old and your new families can make you feel a little like the blue sea and the devil. With your family or origin, you play the fun-loving baby of the family, yet with your new family, you are more serious in charge. The two roles conflict with one another, which can difficult, I mean, which can be difficult for both sides to accept. In a nutshell, you see people behaving, husband, a, a married man, behaving like a baby in the presence of his family and we make the family, I mean, the, the new family, which is the wife and the children, begin to feel somehow that they are not part, close part of this family. The family, the old family of the husband or the wife wants to demand to be who he used to be with them some years back when they were growing up how they blend they want to have that kind of life and the, the member of the family will just go back to that kind of life and still play like they used to play forgetting that he's a new person he has a family now that he's dealing with so this old this old thing this old regression that makes you want to go back to your process when you see your family you want to act like yes these are my people i will used to do like this you begin to act that way that's what they call re regression going back to what you used to be these are one of the reasons why you see people who have issues, family finding it difficult to blend because the, the member of the family of origin, either the man or the wife, go back to their, their old ways, the way they used to live and forgetting their present family, how to include them in the new uh, family. Now, another reason why you find it difficult to blend is monopoly. Your family of origin may also monopolize, your emotion, monopolize you emotionally and physically leaving your partner feeling isolated and excluded. One of my clients shared how frustrated he felt when he could not sit near his wife when they spent time with their family. She was constantly surrounded by her sisters, leaving little or no space for him. The family of origin member may also dominate emotionally, I mean emotional space, by persistently engaging in exclusive conversation, making it difficult for the partner to participate. So you might feel... So, I mean, that they've monopolized his wife. They always want, it is always them and the wife talking and the, and the wife, the husband is somewhere sitting and looking and feeling lonely, even in the presence of his new family. So, he, he feels they have been, the wife has been monopolized and he is not part of the family. So, those are the things that make it, uh, make blending of new families and old family blend together because some people forget that reality is in, we have new members of the family, they will not begin to behave with who they used to have before. Oh, let's go and talk in the room. Let's go and do this. Let's go out. And the wife or the husband will leave their partner sitting alone. So they feel the, their partner has been monopolized. So these are the things that make it, make blending difficult or seems impossible. 
now uh, so please know that it depends on family bond while growing up some families are so attached that they don't associate with other others while growing up you have to understand your spouse upbringing and give them time to blend it is it is sometimes these are things they are not things that they do intentionally it's because the way they grew up they blend they are just together always they grew up together and when they one of them get married and they come back and see each they begin to behave go back to their old ways and begin to be irrespective of how their partner feels so this is not something that is done intentionally but it is also a cause why family cannot blend it's also a reason why families cannot blend old family cannot blend with new family those are the things that we should take note of now, another point is exclusion. Ostracism of the new partner by the family of origin. The most wicked and destructive behavior is the deliberate exclusion or ostracism of the new partner by the family of origin. The exclusive family photo is clearly illustrative of deliberate exclusion. When you tell somebody, you just, you just intentionally say, no, this person should be out of our family, not part of us. You want to take a picture and say, please, excuse us, it's just a family picture. It has been expressly declared that you are not part of the family. So this is one of the wicked ones. Exclusion is part of the wicked reason. I mean, wicked ways of excluding, of not making a family blend. So other more passive-aggressive examples include subtle comments made by family of origin members, such as, we never get to see you now as we used to. Guess it is because of your wife. Or, I miss how things used to be between us. So most families will hold a family meeting and exclude the spouse of a member. You see, it's not always right. When the family is holding a meeting, I say, ah, please, want to have a meeting. Please, can you excuse us? It's just family meeting. So you mean that person is not part of the family. Whatever you do, if you want, if you are married to a family, then that person is part of your family. You should be able to include them in whatever thing you want to discuss. Now, another reason is unapproval. Unapproval. Another reason why family of, of origin never want blending with new family is disapproval of the union. Of their member and the spouse mostly in africa until your spouse family approves of your union with their son or daughter you will never be accepted as a member of the family that is not the worst of it you will even get hatred irrespective of your distance between them when they disapprove of your union with your partner they can never accept you as part of the family they all even if you go to do everything they'll still want to let you know that you're not part of this family so disapproval is another reason why families don't get to blend now, here is how to blend old family with the new family. Here is the main thing we are discussing today. So, how to blend the new family with the new family. But before we go into that, let's take this musical break. Please stay tuned. When I come back, we we'll continue from here. We got more hits for you, so stay tuned.
Thank you for always tuning in. Here's another one of your favorite tunes. Stay stuck. Welcome back. You are still on Heart Matters with Shamaike. We are discussing coping and blending with in-laws. How to manage blending old how to manage blending old and new families may be somewhat anxiety provoking. But there are healthy and effective ways to or I mean for couples and families to manage their visits. Since most association of both families is often in visiting periods. Now here are some ways to manage in-law visits. Number one, schedule breaks during visits. Schedule break during visits. Now, take physical break from the family of origin to, con- to, I mean, to connect and reset with your partner. This can be as simple as taking a 10-minute walk or finding a quiet spot. Occasionally, take a simple but influential member of the, me- of the members of the family of origin along so as to blend with your spouse who is the new member. It is very important that even when you go for family meeting, you schedule break when you are having a meeting or you go for family visit, you have a, schedule a time to maybe 10 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes with your partner that you take a stroll, you walk your partner around the town, let that partner feel part of the, 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 the environment and feel, to be part of the community. Sometimes it is even important that you go to a member of your family who is influential too. Now you go with that member of your family who is simple but influential. You go with that member of family, you blend your wife or your husband with that member of the family and you let them feel free, they talk and uh, love each other. You create that unity between them so that that member of the family will go and blend your partner with the rest of the members of the family. So you need to take a break, schedule break during your, your visit. Number two, schedule emotional check-ins. Schedule emotional check-ins. Now, pull your partner aside for a few moments to see how they are holding up. Sometimes separation from your partner during visit leave them emotionally down. So create time to plug them in and boost their emotion. So you check on them, boost their emotion, go back, play with them and let them feel among. Don't feel them, let them feel, don't let them be alone. Don't feel, let them feel lonely. Let them feel love. Let them boost their emotional uh, the feelings that more, uh, once in a while while you are even with your family. Number three, be aware of physical closeness. Now, if you notice that you are surrounded by your siblings and your partner is on the other side of the room alone, make a deliberate effort to include your partner. Don't always seclude, ah, oh, it's my family, and you know, it's long time we see each other, and you forget about your partner. No, create time to bring them, bring, I mean, create ways to bring your partner together and include them. So you must be aware of physical closeness. Number four, communicate like you are a team. Communicate like you are a team. When talking in the presence of your partner, don't only really say I, oh, this. include your partner, include your family member. Use the pronoun we and us a lot. We and us and us. Don't always use I, you. No, include your your family to with your partner, include your partner to your family. Use a, a, a team word. Number five, always be inclusive, even with photos. Unless you have a hit show. Like the Kardashians, there is no need for the post family of origin photos. So you must always include, if it comes to photo or meetings, include your, your partner. If you want to have a meeting that is secret that your partner cannot be, as you declare that your partner is not a part of your family, then don't let your partner be in, in that area or vicinity where you want to call for that meeting. So you must include your partner in the meeting, in the photos, and let them be, feel as part of your family. Number six, have your partner's back. So you have to have your partner's back. You must correct subtle or blunted negative talk about your partner by your family of origin. The ultimate goal is for you and your partner to establish boundaries with the families of origin and develop healthy coping mechanism that will promote a more peaceful connection between both families. 
the more consistent that you and your partners adhere to your boundaries, the more likely both families will adaptively restructure in a way that will allow your relationship to flourish. Next week, by God's grace, we'll be looking at another topic, coping with mother-in-laws. Coping with mother-in-laws. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you find this podcast interesting and educative, connect with us and don't forget to send in your question and opinion to our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram handle at ShareMarket275. ShareMarket275. At ShareMarket275. Keep a date with us next week, Friday, 8 p.m. Please, it will mean a great deal to us if you go to iTunes, Spotify, and an Anchor to give us some rating. Also, share this podcast to family and friends. You may be helping someone. See you at the next episode. From me, goodbye and God bless. Join us again next time when we will be back with more tips, techniques, and cheats to achieve the rewards that you deserve. Thank you so much for your time today. And please, set your podcatcher so that you never, ever miss us. Bye for now, and thanks so much for listening.